Hey, Sarah, how are you doing? Good. Um, thanks for being part of that. Um, I started this uh, two years and a half now, um, and um, I, you know, like I, I'm still, I'm still in shock of people reaching out to be part of the project. You know, like so for me, it's just every single time, like, holy shit, you know, like that, you know, like someone, you know, like some someone just wrote me and they want to be part of this. So you know, cool, you know, like and and you know, like the the project started in French. Um, with with close friends of mine that had um, actually quit drinking or quit using drugs, and and it was kind of a almost like a close knitted thing, and and one of which was you know like a, and still is my sponsor. He's seventy eight, seventy nine years old. Um, you know, like you, 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 I wanted at least like keep somewhere in my archives a testimonial of you know like his life, his life uh, experience, and. So, you know, like it was kind of like um, adding like a like a plus benefit to, you know, like to my project is to have that somewhere in my archives, you know, like of, of that conversation I had with him. So thanks for that, Sarah. Um, the first question is kind of a twofold question. I, and I, you know, like I keep asking the question all because of the news mostly, you know, like because of, you know, like the situation in on our planet right now, um, where are you located and and how has been the pandemic going on for you so far? So I'm located in the Pacific Northwest in the United States. And I say Pacific Northwest because I was living in Oregon for the past 18 years and we just moved to Washington. So the pandemic has been interesting. I started out the pandemic as a, an elementary music teacher. And when it all happened, the schools were shutting down and it was kind of a whirlwind like it was for everybody of like, what are we doing? What's going on? And I kind of knew it was my last year of teaching, too. I knew I was I, I knew the school I was teaching at was shutting down. I knew I wasn't going to go back to teaching. I didn't really know what that looked like. But then all of a sudden plans are changing and I'm the elementary music teacher and I'm expecting this big ta-da, big concert as the end of my career. And instead, it was kind of shut down. And I just recorded lessons and sent them out to students. And maybe three of them watched them. And, and then my teaching career just ended. And it was, that was really strange. And then it was just on top of that, I had my kids at home with me. And at the time, they were nine, I have twins. And all of a sudden, they're at home, and I'm learning how to help them with their online school. And on top of all of that, I'm working also a business from home and trying to figure all that out. So it just kind of felt there were so many changes all at once and like there were for everybody. And it was very much like all the the work that I do on my my mental health daily was really kicked into high gear right then. And I it was it was just wild. But um, I'm trying to think of more, more to tell you. And then like, besides that, it was like, I wasn't thrown off so much by not being able to socialize. And I'm, I'm very much an introvert. So for me, I was kind of like, oh, thank goodness, we don't have to make plans for a while. And yeah. I don't have to really psych myself up to go, it, go chat with people. So that was really, that was actually really nice. And I feel like now we're starting to come out of it, kind of. But now I feel like we're all going back into it for a second. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's why like, I do ask the question, right, Sarah? You know, like yeah. the, the, I felt at some point that I was about done to ask the question, 
And then you look at the news like, oh, shit, we're probably going back to yeah. some form of, you know, like um, um, confinement or quarantine. Like, God knows, you know, like right now our our neighbors south, you know, like, you, you know, like uh, U.S. can actually travel to Canada, but I cannot travel to U.S. You know, like, so mm -hmm. it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mess. Um, the information is unclear. I, you know, like my son starts um, elementary school um, in two weeks, and I still don't know if I'm, you know, we're gonna have like the mandatory mask wearing and all that stuff. You know, like it's it's and for a, I feel that for a six years old, um, this is crazy. And you know, like it, it brings me to my second question, which is, well, a few things that popped in my mind when you said an introvert, and I have to ask. I feel myself like somewhat of an antisocial type, you know, like really, but I miss it now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I, finally, I miss. <laughs> I feel like I have finally gotten there where I'm like, okay, I think I'd like to go see some people. And, <laughs> and now I feel like I'm like, okay, now I think I'm going to be a little more judgy about who I'm hanging out with and, and really pick my moments. I think it kind of yep. taught that taught me that like, it's okay to be the person who doesn't want to. And it's not even so much that I'm an introvert. I always say I'm an intro extroverted introvert. Once you know me, I'm really chatty and have no problem. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell people too, I'm like, I know it seems crazy because I put myself out there online, but that's online. And yeah. if you met me, I take I take a while to warm up to people and I'm I'm more quiet and I'm very anxious and with meeting new people. So I was like, oh, that was <laughs> that was kind of nice. But I am I feel like I am finally ready to like go somewhere, go do something. And, and oddly enough, social networks is a solitary activity. Mm-hmm. Which totally. is, you know, kind of ironic, but, you know, like it is, it is a solitary thing, you know, like it, you, you, you're, it's rare that, you know, like you're, you're with your buddies, you know, TikToking, you know, like it's. Right. <laughs> what do you feel like doing tonight? Well, we may call some pizza and start TikTok. Okay. <laughs> Didn't you have a movie in mind? You know, like, <laughs> uh, the, the other thing is, you know, like we're going to get to that, but. <clears throat> You told me before you started recording that you gravitate around people that stops um, using or drinking, and and the the question is more around um, when when we start when we started getting quarantined, and you know like as time progresses, um, we've heard a lot about you know like the, kind of a rise in anxiety, depression, relapses. Um, even here in Quebec, you know, like, I don't know if it's, if it's the same elsewhere, but, you know, like feminicide and like shit, that's quite our core. Um, and I truly believe that there's going to be a, kind of a PTSD phase after all of that is behind us. Um, have you, have you seen or witnessed, you know, like kind of a, a bit of a crisis around, you know, like that? Definitely. So, um, part of my, so Let's see, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I had quit drinking the May before lockdown happened. So May 2019. So I was feeling pretty good about being alcohol free. And then all of a sudden we're on lockdown. And all I could think was if I was a drinker at this point, this this would have been so crazy. And I was really fortunate because I I didn't have any cravings to start drinking again, but I saw so many other people fall into it. 
like just, and people who probably it wasn't their norm. Cause for me, I had worked from home and I feel like that was a big part of me picking up drinking more and more and more. I didn't have a boss to check into anymore. And it was just like, okay, I've already done this. And you're watching other people do it and they're almost making it this fun party, but you're also kind of going like, don't do it. <laughs> like yeah. just stay in your routine. If you can do anything, stay in your routine. But people are also kind of like, I don't know what's going on. I'm drinking so much. And at the time too, was when I was just getting ready to really start doing the 30 day alcohol free challenges that I now host with people. And I remember telling my husband, like, I can't go online and say, Hey, who wants to quit drinking for 30 days when everybody's like running to the liquor store and posting about it on social media. And it was so everywhere. And I always, I kept thinking too, like for the people who weren't, who needed an easy out, I guess, I don't want to say easy out because it's hard, but who needed that, that excuse to say, well, I'm going to start drinking again. That was the excuse. It was like so easy to go, well, that's it. I'm done. And it was, it was interesting to watch as an outsider, but also know like I've been there. I've gone through that, but then to start watching like the TikToks and everything about drinking at home and just the joking about it and all of that. So, and I probably would have gotten thirsty as well. You know, like I, I know, you know, like, you know, like, so it's, it's been a few, you know, a few years, but looking at it, I probably would have been in line to get that, you know, like that, that, you know, like my, my basket full of bottles just to oh, be yeah. sure that I don't miss any, you know, like, and, and, and cause every occasion would be a great one to, you know, like people share a bottle of wine because you know, like it's Thursday night or Friday night. I mean, every night was Friday night, mm-hmm. every morning was Saturday morning, you know, like, so, it, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it felt like the world been, was falling apart. So what better time to just be like, well, forget it. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I can just it. stay at yeah. home and drink all day. And absolutely. It was, and I've definitely talked to people who have said, that's when I started drinking more. When we went into lockdown, it all picked up and I couldn't figure out how to rein it back in. And I always say like, that's the one thing I'm so, for whatever reason, I chose to quit drinking before all this happened and I couldn't be more thankful. Wow. And you know, like we underestimate how many people are probably alcoholics but are just socially on breaks all the time mm-hmm. you know and and just to keep you know um to keep a good face they just are are putting the brakes full on you know like and 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 you know be careful because of the image the project and you know like so they, they don't and, and sometimes it slips they're like oh shit i have that in me you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> i got that beast that i have to kind of tame and you know like yeah. relax relax and you see them sometimes at office parties where they just lose it and like wow okay you know i'm bob i feel like i was that person <laughs> when you say that i'm like sounds familiar <laughs> yeah you know like all year they're like super nice like like at you know like kind of in line and you know like they, they don't and then Christmas party arrives and like, wow, who's crying? You know, like you know, who's who's crying telling the boss that he, you know, you, you she loves him. You know, like what, what's going on? <laughs> and you know, they turn around. Oh shit! Okay, um, all right, back to regular schedule. Um, every week, I ask my I ask my guests to kind of rewind their life story tape, you know, because I I feel and found that you know, like a lot of stuff pretty much comes from young age, you know, like, and, and, you know, like the, the, 
I mean, our upbringing kind of defines us. And, um, and so, um, I'm asking you pretty much to do the same, you know, like you bring me back wherever you want, Sarah, you know, like, you know, like some, some bring, bring me to early childhood, but you know, like it's, it's kind of you, you, you driving my show, um, bring me back, you know, like I, I want to know who Sarah is and you know, like where she comes from. I feel like I'm always kind of thinking, I just had the very typical up, upbringing and it was, I grew up with a mom and dad who are still happily married and, um, my dad worked and my mom stayed at home until I was probably mid elementary school. And then she went back to work and we were kind of just that the quintessential family that people think of. We had dinner every night together and um, you know, they took us to church every week and it was just like what you think of when you think of a Midwest family. And I grew up in Kansas, which is right in the middle of the United States. And in a very boring small town. <laughs> and I just, all I wanted to do was get out of my small town. And all I really wanted to do was get out of Kansas. And I ended up going to college still in Kansas, but then just left right after college and went to the Pacific Northwest where I still live now. And I kind of followed my sister. So my sister and I both <laughs> ditched our parents much to their disappointment. <laughs> and um, now they still live in the uh, Midwest too. And I always kind of think that because people are always like, was there something in your upbringing? And I'm like, you know, not that I can feel too much. Like I, my, my dad was, uh, I don't know, he was, an, he's, he is an anxious person and he would manifest it with being really grumpy and being, having a really short fuse. But that's like the only thing where I can ever go, Ooh, that was a rough moment, but nothing that sticks out as but does bornness, trauma. Bornness? Though, you know, like the, the, the fact that, you know, like you, you mentioned the fact that you were bored, you know, like the yeah. fact that, you know, like um, finding an edge or, or something exciting, you know, like yeah. would you say that, you know, like that could be kind of a, an element of, you know, like having a drink or sneaking in a drink or mm -hmm. sneaking in what, you know, like whatever it is, you know, like, but finding way to mischieve a bit would bring that adrenaline that, you know, like you probably couldn't find in, in a place that you, you just deem boring. Yeah, and totally. And it's so funny because I always kind of, I tell people like, I love being the black sheep and I loved being the black sheep in high school. I was the person who colored my hair, weird color and being in a small town, it only, you didn't, you weren't in that big crowd of people all doing that. Like yeah. it didn't take much to stand out. So I, I colored my hair bright red and I wore Doc Martens and did all the the things that made me stand out from the the quote unquote normal crowd. And it, I definitely loved pushing the envelope that way. And I feel like I still do. I've always found ways to do it in different ways. And that's always kind of my thing. I feel like I drank to push that envelope and to be the person like, oh, I drink and party and this is so fun. And then all of a sudden you take it into your forties and you're kind of like, okay, I'm still drinking and partying and still living that what I think is, you know, the, the black sheep life or the, I'm the person who's different than everybody else. And I'm still maintaining an online business and doing, I'm teaching and I've got it all together because that's just, I can handle it all. And now I always tell people when you quit drinking, it is the ultimate black sheep moment because you go so against societal norm. And all of a sudden you're like a member of a secret club that only non-drinkers know about. And you're like, this is way better. And I feel like that's kind of driven me through all of it. Yeah. 
Um, do you remember that first drink? Do you remember? I don't. And it's funny because in high school, I didn't drink a lot. And I, I wasn't, but in college, I drank on the weekends and was definitely a binge drinker. And then it more started once I, I moved and had a teaching career, which always blows my mind that it's like it kind of picked up once my, my life became more adult. And I, I started drinking more and more and pushing that envelope where, you know, drinking on the weekends was okay because I didn't have responsibility on the weekdays. But then I started pushing the envelope of, well, I'm going to have a few drinks on weekdays and see what it's like to go to work the next day. Okay, I could handle it. So let's let's push it a little bit farther until all of a sudden you're kind of watching and like 10 years later, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to work with hangovers and I'm barely keeping it together. And so, so that was... In the college life, was it, you know, like you said you were a binge drinker uh, on weekends, but, you know, like, was there like, um, I don't, I don't want necessarily the story, but were, were there already regrettable moments, you know, like the day after? Oh, yeah. I mean, and just kind of being so hungover the day after. And sometimes looking back and being like, I can't believe that stupid thing I did. Like one moment sticks out where I walked home but walked so far across the town all by myself. And I always look back at that and I think that was, and I was trying to be smart because I was trying not to drink and drive. And then I think about it, I'm like, it was the stupidest move like a, a 20, 20 year old girl could make to just walk all the way across the town to get back home. And yeah. And, and you were far from, no, you were in college. So you were close mm -hmm. to home. Yeah. Well, I was, I was like five hours from home. So, oh, okay. So you were, you were, you were on campus. You were weren't, mm -hmm. you know, and co when you said you were going back home, that wasn't, that was on campus, campus home. Oh, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Home, home. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, like the, the next question is pretty much like, did your parent saw or were, were witness of, you know, like any of these kind of slippage? No. Where they and, could, yeah. And, and it was definitely something that I kept, um, I kept a secret from them for sure of how much I drank. And, and in, in college, I feel like it was normal college drinking. Yeah. And, um, but as I got older, I definitely tried to hide it. And then as I got into my thirties, it was almost like I could feel my mom kind of judging me and thinking like, Oh my gosh, she's drinking so much. All my daughter does is drink. And I, and I did, I did it openly in front of them by then. But it was also those moments where I was like, oh, my God, I was so drunk in front of my parents last night and being so embarrassed about it the next day. And also knowing that they're probably like, what is she doing? But also my mom, when I quit drinking, said, so you quit. You're never drinking again. Like you won't even have a glass of wine here and there. And I found it to be the weirdest thing because she doesn't drink at all. But I was just like we know I'm never going to drink again. And I, there was this moment where I was like, and I figured you'd be proud of me, but instead it was almost like, well, that's more embarrassing that my daughter did this. Yeah. But it, it, actually it kind of rubber stamps it, for some, it does kind of rubber stamps the fact that, Oh, now you have a problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're, you're, she, you stop. That means that you must have like a huge problem with that. Well, yeah, but you know, that's a great. Well, and thing, she even no? said too, like, so you can't handle having just one. And I looked at her, I was like, I don't know if it's a matter of handling. I don't want just one because 
I guess one always was turning into five or more. So, but it was just this weird, like, you could just say congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 you know, like, it, it's funny because, um, you know, like even now, um, you know, like I've, I've had that question so many times where, um, you know, like, well, but, but one beer, I'm saying, well, that doesn't exist for me. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, like my wife is not, you know, like in any shape or form, you know, like she, she's an, an alcoholic and, um, she can actually top off half a bottle of wine and say, that's it for tonight. I cannot, I could not do that. Yeah. I had all those things to save the wine for the next, you know, the little aerator or whatever they are, the pump them up, <laughs> pump the air into it. Yeah. I never used them because, and I was even kind of like, why do I own these? I always finish off. Who, who leaves a bottle who of wine that? for the next day? <laughs> who keeps some? I mean, and, you know, my wife has like that, that nice display with, you know, like those nice bottles and, you know, like she has like a, not a bar, you know, like she's not a, you know, a, a liquor drinker, but, you know, like she has like those nice bottle, expensive stuff mm-hmm. for guests and Jesus, you know, like I never had that. You know, like if there yeah. was a, you know, if there was a 40 ounce of, of rum in my house, so like it was for me to drink, you know, like at best at the, by the end of all of that storm i had hidden bottles but yeah. that was not for you know <laughs> for display or to share you know? not because it was, you were worried people were going to drink them and the guests wouldn't get them <laughs> you know it, it was for me to be sure not never to you know to be empty you know like so so yeah. um you know like so so it's really weird my mom actually asked the same question i, I went in therapy and when i was out um, I was actually going in, not really knowing what was going on. It was it was weird, you know. Like it was mostly for for pot smoking that I went in therapy, you know. Like, uh-huh. Which for some may sound oddly enough, but I was already getting, you know, like I was going through some psychosis um, periods, you know, like just going nuts, you know. Like so, um, and I say that not not in um. It was really in an egocentric way, you know, like just calling people that I, you know, like that I care for or, you know, like that I, you know, that cared for me and just like me, 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 like that huge crisis of my ego, you know, like me, 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 look at me, you know, life is against me and so on and so forth. Um, and at some point, you know, like I, the, the bottom of the barrel is kind of, well, I'm, I'm going to die of this, you know, like, it's, you know, like even though it's just, no one dies from smoking too much pot, but it's it's dying in you know like the the your ego is actually eating you alive. You know, like just just all about it's egocentric. You know, like so it's yeah. all ab- always about your fucking belly button. You know, like just like me, me, me. Um, so I go in therapy. Pretty sure that you know, like I'm. I do have a problem with weed, but you know, like I no clue about alcohol. Um, everyone gets assigned a therapist. Uh, my therapist is like that, that huge block, you know, like of muscle and, you know, like looks like, um, you know, like cool dude, you know, like the guy was named Patrick and, you know, like just a great guy, but he actually sees my, I guess he saw my ego before me, you know, like, so, so, you know, so instead it's 21 days, but instead of meeting with me, like the day after he, I think he made me wait like two days. 
um, my guess is that he just felt it, you know, like uh, you know, like that, you know, like my big fucking ego was in the in the way, you know, like so. So imagine, you know, like everyone meets with their therapist for their first session. My therapist is nowhere to be found, you know. Like, oh man, doesn't call me, you know, like the first day and second day, and waits, you know. Like, and I remember, you know, like so. Hi, my name is Patrick, and like yeah, I'm Alex. What the fuck, man? You know, like I got 21 days, like like yeah, you're. Seem to be in a rush, huh? You know, like and you just played with that, you know, like and I was, t- <laughs> but that all that to say that he's like, "Why are you here for?" For and I, I told him, "Well, it's mostly it's weed, you know, like I have problem." Um, and he's like, "How about alcohol?" I'm like, "Well, I take a drink here and there," you know. Like he's like, "Yeah, okay." So he's like. Our session is pretty much over. I'm going to leave you with one question. I don't want you to answer, but I'm just going to ask you, when you come back from work, um, how did he, what about that first beer? You know, like, what, you know, just tell me, you know, like how quickly and, you know, like how, you know, like how quickly do you drink that first beer pretty much? And he's like, have a good night. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. And um, so I, I got back in my room and I was like, fuck, I don't remember that first beer ever. You know, like that first beer, I don't yeah. remember cracking it. I don't remember drinking it. I can, I can tell you about the second and the third and the fourth and so on. But the first beer, I mean, the first beer I would just swallow in one gulp and move on you know like the first mm-hmm. first one doesn't exist you know <laughs> it's just the means to get to the second one so you can actually get a buzz <laughs> like that's what i always tell people i'm like i didn't have one beer ever because one beer didn't do anything anymore yeah and the, the, but one beer was the jump starter of it all you know like it was just like okay i'm, I'm well the the first beer was actually the deserved one you know like kind of okay i'm back from work i deserve that one the rest was just <laughs> normal usage, you know, like, like it was. And I, I remember going back the next day. He's like, so? I'm like, I have a fucking problem with alcohol as well. <laughs> you know? And you're in there because you, got... you think, oh, I'm smoking too much weed. And then you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And and it's, you know, like so so 21 days later, I come back home and um at the time i was um i was doing i i, I was had i was running my own business of like technical support for computers and uh so i had you know like we we kind of recuperated the bachelor apartment for like the you know like my kind of my office and where i worked um and it we were we would be using that place for um and you know like we would invite friends to play cards on saturdays and so on and so forth and um, I remember going back in my office and back to the, the, the hidden bottle, um, I started realizing that, oh, wow, I got one bottle sitting in the file cabinet right here. And we counted and there were 82 bottles of beers in that fridge in my office. Wow. And And... It was weird because my father just, you know, like my father was, he lived like a few minutes away. So he came, he came at my apartment, at the apartment or at the house, but in the bachelor apartment. And he, he took away 
like all of my bongs and you know like all of the shit that you know like would relate to pot um so i come back you know i kiss the kids kiss the wife da 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 and um i remember sitting back in my you know like in the office i'm like I, I don't think he thought of that. You know, I can open the fridge door. I'm like, oh, shit. You know? That's all. It's just still there. That's crazy. So, yeah. so we picked up like a huge Rubbermaid and just like started counting just kind of to prove my own point. And I was like, you know, like so 82 bottles. And I'm like, oh, hold on. And opened that file cabinet. There was one there. And then up in one of the upper shelf, there was, there was another, one, another one there. And I knew that some, you know, I like, come, you know, like, by visiting in the U.S., you know, there was the, the, those statues and that had bourbon in. I was like, this one is still, you know, like has still still has bourbon in, and you know, so, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you know, like it was just nuts. Um, all that to say that you know, like the, the the alcohol problem is probably more subtle, unless you're just like um, you know, like you, you can't. If you can't behave, you know, like, or, or you can't stand it, you know, like it's, mm -hmm. it's much harder to, or, or much easier to, to figure out that you probably have a problem with it. But, you know, like, yes, I could be like, I was a kind of a, more of a party animal and you know, like, so no violence, no, mm -hmm. you know, like not, it was not a depressing thing. It was yeah. either I was super freaking happy or sleeping. So it was kind of, all right. Yep. You drank too much. He's sleeping. So, um, yeah. yeah. That's totally um, that. That's always my thing. I'm like, I was such a happy drunk. Like yeah. nobody was ever like, and I would overhear like other husbands telling my husband, oh, your wife is so hilarious when she's drunk. And you're kind of hearing that and it feeds the monster. You're just kind of like, and that was a big fear for me when I quit. Like, well, I'm not going to be fun anymore. I'm not going to be funny. And, and it's just, I, I am the fun drunk. That's my role. And and it was definitely a thing that held me back. But also it the way like nobody took your alcohol away. They didn't see that as an issue. It's just like nobody s saw it with me at all. I don't. Well, I say that I'm sure some people did. But for me, I was like, yeah, Sarah drinks on the weekends is what they saw. And then I knew like I just felt this sense of like I'm I'm just one step away from I kept, I always tell people I was waiting for a rock bottom moment. I was waiting for me to lose my job. I was waiting for my marriage to end. I was waiting for the one of the big things to happen. And it didn't because all of that stuff was all pretty locked in and okay. But yeah. I was still drinking so much every night and just kind of holding it all together. But I always say I was just like, I was just one, one misstep away from, from, putting myself into like AA or something, but I just, it wasn't happening. And I was finally like, stop waiting for it to happen. And, and we talked about this, you know, like the stigma of AA mm -hmm. when you don't know it is, yeah. am I really going to go on a church basement with these drunks on a Sunday morning? You know, like, fuck it. You know, like, I'm not going there. You know, like, I, <laughs> and, and like, one of my things was I kept being like, well, I'm not, I'm not an alcoholic. I, I go, sometimes I go a day without drinking. So I know I'm not an alcoholic. And I'm like, cause alcoholics can't go one day. And I'm just like, and it was so much that I didn't want that term slapped on me. And I also thought, well, if you say you're an alcoholic, then you can never drink again. And I was like, well, I don't want that. I don't want to make that choice for myself. So I very much like did, I'll do 30 days 
and then I'll keep going. And then I got really hooked on the number and, and I really got hooked on an alcohol-free life. Like I was like, this is fantastic. So I'm going to bring you, uh, Sarah, I, I absolutely okay. want to bring you to the first, do, do you have memories of those first ins or these first day after where you wake up and we're like, that's, you know, like, that can't be it. You know, like kind of, you know, like the, the, um, I, I, I do ask often that question and, you know, where, you know, like you, you, you wake up, you know, like that typical hangover feeling and, and you just go, fuck man, you know, like that can't be, life cannot be that, you know, like it, you know, like me being thirsty all the time or feeling mm -hmm. like, you know, like I want to buzz all the time. Do you have memories of, you know, like these first moments where you, you, you had those little sparks or kind of embryonic ideas that, you know, like, you know, like there could be other options? Oh, yeah. Like I, I feel like probably two years leading up to me quitting drinking, I was thinking that and I would meet people who would say, oh, I've been alcohol free or sober for, for um, seven years or however long. And I would think I want to be that. I want that. But then I was also like, oh, but I love drinking so much. So that's not going to be me. And <clears throat> so I would have those moments, but then also just the terrible hangovers and having to wake up, face my kids who are wondering why their mom's so sick. And then I would go back to bed. I'd be like, I'd eat toast to have some water and then just go lay back down and sleep to like noon. And my husband's having to be like, oh, you know, mom just doesn't feel good this morning. And granted, he was drinking right along with me. So he was in the same boat with me. And it was kind of those like, this can't be it. Like, I, I cannot go through life like this. And like, all my life is, is chasing a buzz, getting the buzz, not remembering the buzz because I drink too much. And then waking up and feeling the, the hangover with the anxiety and the everything that came with it. So I feel like there's no defining moment, but it kept coming to me. I have one moment where I actually remember I was super drunk with my husband. And I remember telling him, I've got to quit drinking. I think I've got a problem. And he was kind of like, no, 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 you're good. We're, we're both fine. But like, that was the one moment where it's like, I'm trying to reach out to the one person who I'm like, help me do this. I can't figure this out. And then I think I drank for like another year after that. So what, what made you just bring, bring me with you that moment you decided that it was enough? Well, strangely enough, it was my husband who, who was like, we got to we got to rein this in. Finally, he was like, we've been drinking too much. We kind of had like the the perfect storm of like events that were happening that all involved alcohol. But as I always say that and I'm like, every event involves alcohol when you're stuck in the drinking world. But like we had been on a cruise and we bought the drink package and we were like, let's let's show this cruise ship who who they're playing with. Like we're going to make money off this. Like we're going to drink more than we paid. So we drank so much on that cruise and then got home just like kept the party going for like, it felt like a month, just like every weekend drinking more. And just in my 40th birthday happened. And it's so we have a big party for that. And then there's a camping trip, get so drunk on that. And it was just finally like, oh, and my husband kept saying like, I think we need a break even for like a week. I think we need to, to tone it down. And then finally, he was like, hey, I think I'm going to quit drinking. And I was just like, what? And he told me and I had come home from the liquor store with a giant thing of vodka and a giant thing of gin. 
And I remember standing at the top of our deck stairs and he's like, hey, I think I want to quit drinking. And I was just like looking at both the bottles like, well, so what should I do? Like, and it was just this, am I doing this with him? Am I going along on this train ride? Because we were each other's biggest enablers and biggest drinking buddies and had a blast drinking together. But it's just like, well, am I just going to drink by myself then? Am I like, so I decided, okay, well, I'll do this with him. And he was pretty like, I'm quitting. And I was like, okay, I can't make that choice right away. So I'll, I'll do 30 days. And during the 30 days, I'll find out as much as I can about the effects of alcohol on mental health, physical health, and I'll work a lot of my mindset and I'll, I'll give it a real college try. Like I wasn't like, I'm just going to quit. And, but I, in the back of my mind, I was like, I bet, I bet we make it five days. And it really stuck that time. It just, the light bulb went off and it finally was the moment both of us needed. And I think it was too, because both of us were doing it. Yeah. I was about and, to ask, was this a team effort? I mean, kind oh, of, yeah. uh, cheering up and you know like congrats another day down and and so on Mm -hmm, totally and it's funny because i became the person who started counting the days and like i i went back in the calendar because we both kind of stopped thinking like this isn't we'll probably start drinking again and so we didn't really make note of a day or anything and then i finally was like oh i remember because it was mother's day was my last day that i drank so I went back and found it and started counting our days. And I was like, well, we're almost at like 30. And I was like, that's a pretty big deal. And then I was like, let's go to 60. Let's see if we can go to 100. And by 100, I kind of knew like, I don't ever want to go back. And you can, it's like we needed to both step away to be able to go like see the hold that alcohol had on us. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it's actually when you see... You know, like when you go by then to the next social gathering events that, you know, like when you when you feel that like the average crowd gets dumber as alcohol rises. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm sorry for people that still drinks, but you know, like it, it definitely feels like that. Like it, it definitely does. feels like like the, the, the dumb level rises as does the alcohol i mean like and, and and when you're sober it is it just explodes in your face so like it, it, i it's crazy you know like mm-hmm. you, you're just like so right after dessert you know like, i mean most of the time sometimes it's even it's even earlier but right after dessert you know, like when when you just turn around and like holy shit i'm not we're not talking anymore no you know well, like we're being- just Blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, like it, it. It sounds like noise. People don't listen to each other. What they say is is not only absurd, but you know, like a lot of times stupid. And it is it is this first moment that I totally understand someone after a hundred days, for example, where you get that first, I don't know, birthday. Mother's Day or whatever it is, you know, like Christmas, that you turn around like, oh shit, did I sound like that? You know, like (laughs) (laughs) that's always my thing because I'm always like, that was me, and then you're like, oh my god, I thought I was the coolest person in the room. (laughs) Turns out I was really dumb, and then then you're thankful. Thank goodness all my friends were drunk right along with me, 
Exactly. It's so true. Like I have people always say, well, did you lose friends? And I'm like, well, it changed. And like, I still have a lot of the same friends, but I don't hang out with them the same way I used to. I don't say, confronts. it confronts some of them. Oh yeah. There's definitely some people that are like, do I need to do that? Is she judging me now? And I'm just like, you know, it has to come to everybody in their own time. But, and there's definitely some friends that I don't hang out with anymore. And it turns out all our relationship was, was drinking. And that's unfortunate, but I definitely feel like I'm, I like my path a lot better now. So, but and and now um, I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, now I feel like I'm on the new, new search as like we're coming out of the pandemic. I'm like, how do you find sober friends? Like, I feel like I need the sober, like, see, like a singles ad, but for just sober friends. I'm like, okay, how do I do this? (laughs) And I think Sarah that, you know, like when, when you, you know, so I met my wife, I was, um, about four. Yeah. It was right before my fifth year of sobriety. So, um, so all of her friends never seen me in party mode, you know, like, or, or drinking or, or smoking mode. Um, all of these people have no problem with alcohol and I have a phenomenal relation with them. Mm-hmm. Well, sure enough, you know, like it's, it's, um, what's funny about that is that, uh, quickly within, one or two parties, I started thinking about ways that, you know, like I, not only wouldn't I get bored, you know, like after, a, you know, like a certain time of day, but I didn't want to be that um, party pooper. You know, like I, I didn't want to be that guy that, you know, like, oh yeah, Alex, you know, like so serious, you know, like designated yeah. driver by default. And, you know, like, <laughs> so, um, so I became the, um, I became like the uh, designated DJ, for example. You know, like, so that, you know, like, so that was kind of my way to, um, yeah, I can't hear your dog. No problem. <laughs> Can you hear him? I'm like, do, do you want me to go? My husband no, totally no, no, just no, no, started no, no. the no, machine. No. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> no problem. Um, so I became kind of the designated DJ, bought myself all the equipment. So I'm, I'm the music guy when there comes a party. So. Instead of looking at my watch and you look at my wife and it's like, it's 11, you know, like I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Well, you know, like I'm stuck behind like a, like a music booth and, and those the music or now, nowadays I'm, I'm, I've just got, you know, like, um, it, it's not that recent, but like two, two, three years ago, I started doing barbecuing, like, but, but the long, you know, like the long ones, yeah, the yeah. smokers and all that. Um, so I'm behind that quote unquote stove right like i'm behind like the food and you know like, mm-hmm. the, you know like all of that stuff so it changes the dynamic for sure but to, to back to your point they never they, they they never met the party animal and it changes the relation so it doesn't necessarily you know like it doesn't need to be sober friends but i guess new relations or new Mm-hmm. you know new friends they 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 don't miss you know like that the 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 person you were you were have before that you know like so yeah. it's just you know like so it's a complete different dynamic and i get asked you know like i got asked all of these questions you know like do you you know like do you miss it or do you are you thirsty you know like when you see us you know i like, can i mean i you know like it's it's i 
No, you know, like, and mm-hmm. I, you know, like I, I, well, I have a hard time answering the question because I try to go back to moments where I, you know, like, um, one of my good friends, which which was sober, is sober too, was telling me that he would go to all inclusive and ask for you know like a virgin mojito or a virgin bloody Caesar or whatever and get you know like so he would order two you know like one that has no alcohol and one that has alcohol for his wife and would get the and spit it back you know like he would get like the the one with alcohol the wrong and, you know, one like just and spit it back and I was like you spit it back you know like and it, it was really early in my you know like in, in my sobriety I was like I wouldn't I would never be able to do that. Fuck it. Yeah. That, that's too yeah. much. And um, sure enough, a few years later, I'm at, you know, I'm in Cancun or whatever. And I, I, I spat it back, you know, like I got the drink and, you know, like it was, you know, like the, the drink with alcohol and I just, and so it, it's so funny to, you know, I can you know, I can't have gone through all of these moments where I should, you know, like I was a big rum drinker. I should have been like, missing you know like the the taste or the mm-hmm. aroma from 16 years in i can't even tell you know like they, they do these you know like these zero alcohol drinks now you know like where you know like they kind of imitates yep one is rum and coke you know like and and my wife was like you shouldn't be drinking that you know like it it, it you know like wouldn't ignite something in you and i looked at her i'm like I don't even remember what it tastes like. Yeah. It's good. So I'm that, kind of, I'm like that with a non-alcoholic beer. It's like, but in the beginning I couldn't have it. I had, me neither. I had a non-alcoholic beer like, oh gosh, probably like two months into not drinking. And it really triggered me. It was really yeah. like, whoa, I love beer. I want more. <laughs> now I know why I liked it so much. And I'm like, and now I have one and I never finish it. It's like found later on sitting somewhere and my husband's like, you didn't finish it again. I'm like, turns out I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, I just kind of think I want it. That my, my one, I think I was like that, like two months in one of my good friends was, pl- was playing in a band and uh, he, he, he invites me at this night uh, at a bar um, because he, he knows that there's going to be a lot of managers or potential managers there and all that, you know, like, so it's in the, an, an important evening for him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, please come, come down. You know, like, I'd love you to be there. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I sit at the bar. I go there, sit at the bar. Right when I enter the place, the, the, the floor stenches beer, you know, like it, it, it just like pierce your nostrils, you know, like it's just crazy. Um, and, uh, I sit at the bar, I introduce myself to the barman. I'm like, my name is Alex. What's your name? My name is Pete. Okay. Hi, Pete. I cannot drink alcohol tonight. You understand that? You know, like I cannot drink, you know, like I, I would just, den- just denounce my, you know, like just announce my, yeah. so he's like, all right, Alex, no, no drink for you tonight. I'm saying, okay, I'm going to have a soda with lime, please. Within the first hour, I had drank six soda with lime and so obviously i went to pee and it's while peeing that i realized that i was looking for something after that soda i was Ugh. looking for a buzz in that soda mm-hmm. kind of sub, you know i like kind of it, it was subliminal but it, it was just like drink 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 get the next one drink 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 get the next one and so on and i was in the bathroom i was like 
get the fuck back on track, Alex. And like, you're not going to get a buzz out of soda. Yeah. And you're not going to get a drink tonight. Come back. Everything should be good. Sit back where you sit. And, you know, and um, same goes for probably non-alcoholic beer. You know, like it, it's just, you know, like you could drink a case, but, you know, like it's, it's, um, it, you know, like it, it never would be enough. You know, like it yeah. probably would get sick, and, sick anyhow. So, yeah. Oh, I can't imagine having six anecdotes, <laughs> and I I still have them because I'm always like, on a hot sunny day, I'll still get the 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 little itch. But it's so funny yeah. now because it is really like I take a drink and I'm like, hmm, I'm done. Yeah. That's all I, I wanted the taste, and that's good. And now it doesn't taste good. And sometimes and it's, it's uh, like the the cool factor of it. Like I just want to hold it. <laughs> it's like, and others is the same. Others is precisely that. You know, like I've, mm -hmm. I've heard a friend say, I hate it because I don't have that special drink as people do when they grab a, their, themselves a beer. Yeah. I want that. I, you know, like I think Budweiser has prohibition, something Budweiser that has no mm -hmm. alcohol. And he's like, I want to grab my quote beer like my buddy does. I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I and walk I around get it. with it. <laughs> totally. And, and I, th I know when I like, like how you were saying with like the drinking so many club sodas, I do it when I socialize. And I think it is like, I can hide behind a drink and it just gives me something to hold instead of like arms crossed and yep. being freaked out that way. I can be freaked out this way. And that looks more socially acceptable until I'm not freaked out. And then I can find, I walked around a party one time where I knew nobody and I was not drinking. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the scariest thing I've done without alcohol. And I held on to a water bottle and I feel like I held it like this for like the first two hours until everybody was like, let's sit down and eat. And I was like, please, I can't hold this water anymore. I'm freaking yeah. out. And then finally and I was able to loosen up and. Okay. <laughs> And and maybe we can share also about peer pressure. You talked a bit about this. Um, I had again. I had a friend that couldn't stand being at a social gathering and ordering like a diet coke or a coke or or. I was like, well, that was one of the trick that I read in some of the AA literature, mm -hmm. which was run to the bar to grab soda and lime, diet coke, whatever it is. So that when they, they come the rounds of offering drinks, you do have something in your hand already. So oh, they yeah. don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So because of, you know, like some of the people feel that, you know, like when it comes to the round of, you know, like the waiter uh, and you do ask for, I don't know, like, a, you know, like a, 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 a tonic water or, you know, like, and they're like, some, some will say, you know, like a colleague of yours will say, you're not getting a beer or a glass of wine? You're like, well, no. And I have to explain yourself. That was one of the trick, you know, like run to the bar, grab yourself something to hold on. And, you know, like they won't be asking, to, you know, like it would be, it would be quite impolite for someone to dip his finger and taste, you know, like said, whoa, shit, you're just drinking Coke. You know, like, you know, like that wouldn't happen. So, um, so they don't necessarily ask question about the drink you ordered, but at least you're not being asked. So, Later that night, you can actually look at the barman and said, I'm going to have the same, you know, I can, and, yeah. you know. <laughs> totally. You know, That's such a it, smart it, tip, too, to like just get it done. Because I always tell people, too, I'm like, part of the anxiety is that ordering in front of everybody. Yep. And then I always tell people, too, like, it's mostly in your head, by the way. Like, 
very rarely have I had people point it out. I have. And some people are like, you're just having iced tea. And I'm like, I'm just having iced tea. Come on, just live a little. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm living plenty. Like I lived enough. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I have I have lived so much. I did (laughs) my share of living. Thank you. I wasn't even able to retell the story. (laughs) (laughs) And and the there's two types of people. There are people that have just no um filters or have no um social manners. Um, once it was, um, my, my stepfather brought like, um, he's, he's a widow man and, you know, I had met with someone and I turned my, the wine glass upside down, which is a universal code for any waiter that I'm not going to drink that night. You know, like, so, so when you go at the seating at the, the restaurant, you know, like you just turn the glass wine upside down and that's it. You know, like it's over. It's the guy's not going to offer you alcohol and, and um, I don't know that lady, and she's like, "Oh, you're not gonna have wine tonight." And I say, "No, no, I'm that this." I'm, and I turn this into a joke, you know, like I don't want to make this like an uncomfortable moment. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm the designated driver tonight," and she's like, "Oh, you must be an alcoholic then." I'm like, "Oh, wow, wow, that's <laughs> well." You, 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 and if you want the answer, the answer is yes. And I. She felt more uncomfortable than I did. You know, like I was like, well, okay, end all that now. You know, like you wanted to bring it on the table right there. I know yeah. you for five minutes. Well, <laughs> right. I know. Deal I've with never that. had, I'm trying. Oh, I've had somebody at work one time because they were like, so you don't drink anymore. And I'm like, nope. And then fi- she was really pushing it. And we're at work. And I'm like, and finally, she's like, so you're just never going to drink again? I'm like, nope. And she's like, so you just totally quit? Yep. Do you think you had a problem? And I'm like, I don't know. I was, it was so like in my face that I was like, I don't even know how to answer all these things. And I was like, you know what? I'm a lot happier without alcohol. So I'm going to keep it there. And finally, she's like, but so you had a problem? And finally, I was like, yes, I'm an alcoholic. And I it was just made it stop. And I was like, yeah. and then I was able to walk away. And I was like. Oh my gosh. But I really think too, like, I'm always like, I think those people are trying to almost probe to try to discover if they have, if they need to quit, do they need to do something? Do exactly like, should I do this too? It's like, you want to turn to them and be like, if you're having to ask me all these questions, you probably should just quit. (laughs) And it's, it's, I think this is the other category is that people that gets confronted by our abstinence. They're Mm -hmm. like, why did you stop? I'm like, well, I stopped because I had to. Okay. Well, you weren't drinking that much. You know, like, I, well, enough. You know, I can. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, well, did it cause problems at home? Not really. But, you know, like, I, I felt it was too much. And, you know, like, they, they want to hear that story where you crash your car, you killed someone. You know, like, they're like, there must be something here. Like, you overdosed? You know, like, like no, never. And, like. You, you, you got caught, you know, like you, you, you have like that, you know, like you, you lost your license and like, no, 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 not at all. And like, I, I would never have done that. And like, well, you know, like, and, and it, it, it does confront them a lot, you know, like they, they feel, they feel confronted by that. Um, yes. And, and there was one time you talk about work. I wasn't even five years in, it was probably three and a half, four years in the, the manager, our boss, 
we're probably a team of about six people. Our boss orders a case of wine. He goes there like a Friday, uh, uh, Friday noon. He goes for lunch, comes back with a case of wine. Um, he opens his he opens the box and pull out one bottle. He's like, "It's Friday, guys." And like it was kind of early summertime. People were leaving on vacation, you know, like soon. So he opens one bottle, brings those little plastic cups, and and start serving people so sure enough he pushed one glass in front of me and i'm like no i told you once i told you chris like i don't drink like come on you know like it's Mm -hmm. one glass and he he was so pushy about it that i had to leave work oh my gosh so you're at work (laughs) Yeah, I'm at work, you know, like, so he pushed it once, twice, three, four, five, at to a point where he was like, don't be a fucking sissy, man. Take the drink. I'm like, I'm not having a fucking drink. Like, I was actually just swearing, like, I'm not having a fucking drink today. Yeah. Do, do you get it? You know, like, and, and it's actually a colleague of mine that took the glass and said, Leave him alone, for God's sake. Like the guy just told you like six times that he's yeah. not going to have your drink. He's like, ah, oh, whatever. And that was it. And I, I I, actually packed my bag, left, and I was in my car just screaming, F you. <laughs> Why the hell? did what, What's wrong with you? And um, call my sponsor. And he's like, you're going to meet, not often, but you're going to meet these people that just can't understand. Mm-hmm. They they don't understand. They feel it's a weakness. They feel it's a, you know, like it it, it bothers them a lot. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I mean, like it's uh, it was it was a weird. It, it never happened after. It never happened before. But it was it was really a weird moment where it was like, I was like, I'm not gonna have that freaking drink. You know, like I, you want to what you want to attach me? Like what's wrong with you? You know, like I. <laughs> You're like, what, what's wrong, man? I we always think great, back to, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was just, we had great relation. You know, like it was a yeah. great boss. Like I, I you know, like we, we were getting along great, but yeah, that was a bit much for him. Yeah. <laughs> I always think back to like when I was a drinker too, like, did I do that to people? And then I'm like, no, I definitely but, always thought if somebody wasn't drinking, I was like, oh, they must be an alcoholic but I would just think it in my head. And now I'm always like, Oh my God. Or maybe they just didn't want to drink that night. Like I'm now I'm always like, you know, there's a number of reasons. (laughs) I didn't like drinking alone though. Oh yeah. And I, I drank with my husband. So it was, I'm always kind of like, we weren't alone, but we were like, it was a party of two. And we talk about how boring we must've been now. (laughs) Because I always tell him, like, we would stay up till midnight having conversations. What did we talk about? We both just started laughing one night. And I'm like, we must have said the same thing over and over and over to each other. Because <laughs> all of a and sudden it's... you're not drinking and you're like, what do you want to talk about? And you're like, God, we used to talk so much. I probably was, you know, like now that I think about it and I probably was a bit pushy when I was drinking, you know, like, just like, come on, you know, like it's Friday yeah. or it's Saturday or it's Monday, <laughs> you know, like, but, but I, yeah, I, I didn't want to, you know, like be the, the, yeah, I didn't want to be the lone drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, like, so I would probably put this under the sharing the fun excuse, you know, like the, but yeah, I, you know, like you, you make me realize that, yeah, I probably was a pushy one, you know, like that. Come on, you know, like <laughs> you say you share the fun. I'm always like misery loves company. <laughs> exactly. Like, like that's what I think too. When people are getting a little pushy, I'm just like, I no, I don't need that. <laughs> exactly. Like I know where you're going to be tomorrow morning, and I know where I'm going to be, and I'm not going to be hugging a toilet, just wishing, being like, yes. oh my god, again. <laughs> um, you talked about you know like the doing that thirty day. Uh, sobriety, you know, like kind of, you know, like almost like a, it's a 30 day sobriety party. Um, when did you decide to kind of share, you know, like that fun that you had doing that? So I did, let's see, I quit drinking in May, 2019. And then I think I did my first one just with friends. Like I went on Facebook and said, I knew it was October and it had become a thing. Sober October. So I was like, Hey, I'll host a sober October. Who wants to do this? So I, I just put it out on Facebook and had like 40 people join me. And I was like, okay. And, you know, we just, I put together a group, people could share in the group. And that was kind of it. Like, who's going to make it the 30 days? Like, I didn't even really think about it at that point. And then because that one was so successful and I had people saying, I'm going to keep going. And I definitely shared my story in the group and talked about like, I didn't think I had a problem. And then I quit and 30 days gave me a time to reflect. And, and then I, for my next group, I started being like, oh, I'll make posts in the group. I'll make it a thing. And then I did one in December and I made daily videos and I was like, I'll start making videos on all these. I wrote down all these topics, all these things that I, I found really interesting when I had first quit drinking. And that's what became the 30 day challenge. And it was kind of like, after that, it was just learning how to bring it to more people. Cause it's like, my friends got tired of it on Facebook after you know, they're like, yeah, we get it. You quit drinking and your life has changed. We've all heard it. <laughs> and I'm like, but don't, don't you want it too? And then I just kind of, I, the one thing though, is every time I'd share my story about quitting drinking, just in a post, like when I'd say I'm a hundred days alcohol free, people would be like, oh, congratulations. That's so amazing. So I started sharing it under no more wasted days instead of my name. I was like, I'll take me out of it even though I'm totally it. <laughs> and I created this no more wasted days brand, if you will. And I just kind of ran with it. I just was posting about it on social media, not, not much traction at all. And then come December, I made a TikTok and it blew up. It went totally like a viral TikTok. And it was so funny because I'd been making the TikToks and my husband, oh, you made another TikTok? How many views? I'm like, oh, we're up to 72. I'm like, we're really going places today. And we, you know, we're just kind of like, this is kind of fun and we're trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden I hadn't looked at my phone and I, I, a friend messaged me and she's like, you showed up on my FYP, which is the for you page on TikTok. And I'm like, I did. And I go onto my TikTok and the little red buttons down there, like, I don't even know all of the notifications yet. And it's like, all of a sudden I have like 300,000 views all of a sudden I have 10,000 followers and people are like, oh my, your story resonates with me so much. I've, I just found you. What do you do? What's this 30 day challenge you're talking about? And it just became a thing. And that was December, 2020. And then since January, 2021, I've just been rolling with it. And it's been so fun. I have different people join me every month 
And people who quit in January with a 30-day challenge and still haven't drank today and have no intentions of going back. And it's just, I've authentically shared my story too of being on that side of like, well, I don't have a problem. I just need to take a break. And then when you take that break, you're able to go, well, maybe I had a little problem. Like, yeah. or a big problem. And it's like, and, and also seeing like, it's not a bad thing to quit drinking. Cause I think forever, I felt like it was this really bad thing if I had to quit drinking. And then now I'm just like, it's the most amazing thing I've ever done for myself. Like, and you smooth abstinence in, you know, like you, 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 you kind of smooth the abstinence pill in mm-hmm. you know like the 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 fact that your angle is um i don't have a problem but i'm taking like a breeder of 30 days just to do like a quick assessment after that and yeah. see you know uh, and i think and 30 a lot days of people is, is a magic Sorry. number no but 30 days is. is pretty much a magic number you know like it's uh you know like you have time to um defrost <laughs> yeah and I always tell people you have to get through four weekends. Anyway, you crack it, there's going to be four weekends and weekends were really hard. And you have to learn how to be you without drinking within 30 days. Whereas if you do it for seven days, it's like, oh, good. Meh. I got yeah. a little reset. Now my buzz will, now I'll get a buzz faster. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and it's and- like... And seven days is only one exceptional weekend, four weekends in a row that you're not part of that, you know, whatever is going mm-hmm. on around you, you know, like kind of marks time, you know, like it, it, you know, like it's a, it's a stamp in time of, you know, like, um, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. The fact that I was, you know, like out for 21 days to change, you know, like change a bit of that dynamic, right? You know, like you you come out of therapy for God's sake. You know, you, yeah. it's hard to say, well, <laughs> I was on training, you know. Well, not really, Alex. You know, like, or I was on vacation. Well, your tan is not saying so. Uh, but um <laughs> but but yeah, I mean like the 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 fact that you 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 kind of take the and uh, sober you you talk about sober October, um I've seen what, you know, Joe Rogan did and, you know, like all of that stuff. And it would, you know, there's really something inspiring in finding activity, you know, like whatever, if you, you're going to stop for 30 days, do, I don't know, every day do 30 minutes of walk or, thir- you know, like or 25 mm-hmm. minutes of yoga or whatever, you know, like do try something new during these 30 days. And um, that's what, Joe Rogan was pushing and I was like, hmm, I love that. You know, like there, there's something yeah. around um, experimenting something new. Uh, some of his friends were, okay, I'm going to try heavy lifting or dance lesson or whatever. Like it was, it was all kinds of, you know, like novelties in their life. But the figuring out if they had a problem wasn't part of the equation for you know like for these guys like it was more on okay let's try something else and mm-hmm. and i love that idea as well yeah and i always kind of that's a big part of it too everybody's in the group going what's everybody doing now because for me i was always like drinking was my hobby it was yeah. i i went to work i was a mom and i drank and people would ask me, what's your hobby? And without missing a beat, I'd always say, drinking in the sun. That's what I love to do. 
And I'm always like, that was my hobby. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> thank goodness I found some. So it is kind of that part of like, you got, you're going to give up one thing, but you got to be really open to a lot of other things coming into your life that are going to be so much better. Yeah. Where can people find you, Sarah? Um, I'm mainly on TikTok and I'm under this the name No More Wasted Days. It's no underscore more underscore wasted underscore days. And uh, the same for Instagram. And then on Facebook, I actually have a community that's my free community. And if you search No More Wasted Days community, you'll find us there. You can request to join, but it's a, a private community. So you won't see all the members when you go search it. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Sarah. You know, yeah, like this it's, was um, really fun. I love, you know, like I, I, you make me think of, you know, like the different approaches to getting, you know, like to some place where you feel better, you know, like you're like, whatever it's quitting or just taking a break from it, you know, like there's, there's definitely, there's nothing else but benefits and at least trying. Mm -hmm. And it's, you make me think of one of my guests that, you know, like kind of got me out of my, not comfort zone, but the guy was from the First Nation and, you know, like he, he was he was finding sobriety through drumming. And it, it, for me, it was just like, wow, you know, like that's that's almost weird. You know, like that, you know, like it really got me, you know, like I, it, but, you know, like I love when I hear different approaches to, to you know, like people having problems or, or not even knowing that they have problems, but try something else. So I can, and, and for that, you know, like I, I have to thank you, Sarah, for your time. T thank you for being so open, you know, um, with me. And um, I wish you the best, you know, like, and and that's in you know at large, you know, like not just you know like for the um, for for your 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 own journey of you know like the um, no more time wasted, but really for um, everything else that you you uh, you embark on. Thank, thank you. Thank you. This has been Thanks. really fun. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Take care.